Hey, listeners. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) You suck. Just so you know, we're Uh, using that. Obviously. (laughs) Hey, listeners. Run off with a stranger and come join me in the poopin', because today we're talking about season four, episode two. What the fuck was this episode called? The The Old Man man and the Seat, which we grossly miscalculated what this was about. (laughs) Okay, so in our defense, IMDb showed a picture of Rick in his chair while Morty rock climbs. I assumed IMDb had some sort of insider knowledge that we didn't. I was wrong. And also, to be fair, I've never read Old Man in the Sea, so for all we know, that could be the plot. It's about a guy who's very covetous of his poop location yeah i know that he goes to catch a fish but maybe he was also going to poop there's like some remote island that he sails for two months every fucking time he needs to take a dump yeah joseph the fish is a metaphor for pooping (laughs) don't you want to join us in the pooping God, I think that's my favorite line of the episode just because it's god saying yeah (laughs) yeah my god yes tony like, he just, he sounds so stupid for someone who's God. Because <laughs> he's the God uh, of poop. Um. Also, we haven't introduced ourselves yet. Oh, yeah. I'm Joe. I'm Toby. And I'm Brandon. So, general thoughts. General thoughts on the episode. Something occurred to me right after I watched it for the first time. I really like this episode because... It broke from traditional Rick and Morty structure where there's like some cool sci-fi storyline and there's a bunch of funny shit happening on the way. This was an absolutely hilariously stupid storyline with like actually emotionally resonant plot over the top of it, which is super impressive to me. It's kind of like a reverse South Park because South Park will do an episode where everything is fucking stupid except for the plot lines. Like that's where the actual intelligence of the humor lies. And this was the polar opposite of that the plot line was literally rick taking a shit winning a robot war to find the location of the man who took a shit in his toilet it was rick performing his favorite post citadel destruction pastime going to go take a shit that joke is genuinely funnier in retrospect first off i like that they had an a b and c story and none of them really got in the way of each other they were all good. Like, I guess the weakest, I would say, is uh, Summer and Beth's, but that's only because there's not much in the way of, like, sci-fi stuff. So that's just a personal preference of mine. I don't know. The B and C stories felt very, like, equal in my eyes. We don't really get to a deeper point of their relationships, but it's also not about that. It's seeing the same conflicts, like, that we've already seen. Like, Morty thinks his dad is incompetent. They don't get to any deeper level there. They don't have any realizations, and that's kind of the amazing joke of that, of, Dad, when we started this day, I thought you were incompetent. There's no end to that sentence. (laughs) No, there is not. (laughs) And the same with uh, Summer and Beth. Like, we didn't really get to a new point there of either of them doing something that they haven't done before. Yeah, I'm fine with no progression because, you know, you don't need progress every episode. Rick and Morty is very much a slow burn when it comes to characters progressing. Oh yeah, well I mean, it's TV. Like, you never want them to actually become self-realized because then the show's over. Yes, but plenty of shows actually do do that, and I believe Rick and Morty would be one of them. You know, your characters evolve slowly, but they need to evolve, otherwise they're just dead in the water. Oh yeah, absolutely. 
observation about this episode, which I kind of realized the level of darkness of the end of that, this is probably the season that has been the cruelest to Rick of any of the seasons. We've seen him die in an extremely grisly way, and we end this episode on one of the most like depressing moments we've ever seen for Rick. This season is not pulling it, its punches with him. Like Usually he can just overcome stuff. I didn't realize how fucking depressing that moment was until I watched it and then suddenly got the urge to watch the end of the Unity episode from season two. Oh I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the only one that beats it in terms of depression. Oh, all I can think of is the gif of the starfish from Finding Nemo going, today's the day. <laughs> what? I don't know that one. Oh, oh, I, I, I do know. You're still not getting a pity laugh from me, though. Oh, fuck. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Um, so, good episode. I also love the fly thing. What, you, you're not gonna, you're not gonna ask about how I'm a fly that runs a restaurant for frogs <laughs> or that I'm the leader of the mafia? There's a hundred things interesting about me. None of them are sandwiches. I like that meta humor. Also, the, wait, what does that mean? He shat in my toilet. Is that drug slang? If it's drug slang, I need oh. to know about it. <laughs> a joke that caught me off guard was Beth crashing into a barn and there's oh, a farmer Oh, oh yeah. I'm parenting. You should try it. Yeah, well, my daughter joined ISIS. It was good because it's like she had a good, strong comeback where it's like, oh, nice job parenting. Yeah, where's your daughter? It's like, okay, that's the joke. And then he's like, she joined ISIS. <laughs> it just took it another <laughs> step that I was not expecting. All right, so what was... We've kind of got into joke of the episode, but uh, anybody have any like particularly amazing joke that they wanted to talk about other than god pooping too or joining isis yes and it also ties in exactly to the point of why i like this episode so much just the very end where like rick tries to drop off fucking like chocolate laxatives to tony and then finds out that he's really dead and then goes back to the toilet like really drunk clearly not having a good time and just like a thousand hologram ricks pop up hey you piece of shit i bet you're enjoying taking a shit on the toilet now here's your crown you king of shit yeah and it literally engraves him a crown that says king of shit that was <laughs> like that was incredible because i was laughing so hard watching that but i was also like pretty emotional because it's like it's amazing like it's somehow like simultaneously a very hilarious scene but also really emotional and heartfelt oh i was not laughing i just felt oh, i felt so I just sad felt Really I, sad for I felt him. sad, but I I and just thought it was hilarious that, like, he went... That's all the shit that he went out of his way to show, Tony. I think yep. they did a really good misdirect with that scene because, like Joseph said, it harkens back to the end of the Unity episode where he's, like, setting up his own suicide because we literally see him, like, rigging a toilet after saying, like, you will be dead to this guy. And then the first thing we see come out when he sits on the toilet is giant guns. It's right, a great yeah. misdirect to make you think, oh shit, he's about to kill himself by sitting on a toilet. Dying on his throne. There's also an interesting parallel there with Rick dared to get somewhat emotionally invested in a fellow shy pooper, and he went out to live life to its fullest, and that's what killed him. 
and Rick probably feels somewhat responsible for that. Which do you think is the thing that made Tony decide to live life to the fullest? The Globafan chemical or Rick's toilet is just that amazing that he had to go and live his life to the fullest after that. I think just meeting Rick made him realize, like, this is answering the question and also talking about another joke. Like, he, he used the excuse, yeah, my wife died, so I decided to use her toilet. And then Rick goes into another universe, finds a version of the guy whose wife is still alive, and goes, what did you do today? <laughs> oh, my wife's still alive. I, I found this nice toilet, so I pooped it in. And then he beats the shit out of that guy and throws him back. <laughs> Don't use your dead wife as an excuse. Also, that fart bomb was... Oh, holy oh. Okay, shit. so that was the most disgusting part of the <laughs> that episode. That was super funny. Yeah, but I, as was I was really watching funny. it, I was just thinking, oh, Toby would love this. Oh, yes, I did. <laughs> Aren't you going to kill me? Don't tell me what to do! <laughs> it's an anus bomb. Why is there an anus bomb? There's an anus bomb and then a fucking, like, poop middle finger pops out of it at the end. You know, last episode we saw a bunch of fucking wasps burst out of a dude's head. I think this week was grosser. What? I think the shit was grosser. Just the idea of the smell. The idea of a burst of fecal air so powerful that it breaks the <laughs> ceiling and turns out and breaks like the light bulbs and shit, followed by a giant shit which presumably smells even stronger that then produces a smaller shit shaped like a middle finger. Joseph, you know that you can't actually smell it though, right? You you are a human existing in this realm. No, that's just because he shit himself while he was watching the episode. He was like, oh man, this is so gross. And then I tried to blame it on the TV so no one knew. Oh wow, how did they make it smell bad in here? How amazing. Alright, I'm working on something here that I really should have done beforehand, but I cannot for the life of me figure it out. Hang on. Is this related to the podcast we're now recording or no i'm trying to reach climax yes it's related to the podcast what i'm looking for is i'm trying to see if the qr code on rick's hat actually leads to something <laughs> that's what you've been doing this whole fucking time <laughs> yes okay so according to GameSpot, the qr code from rick's hat sends you to uh, the rick and morty store to buy that hat oh i was like genuinely expecting like meat spin or something <laughs> use the code daily squanch to get 15 percent <laughs> off <laughs> For the record, we have no code. There is no... You can you can try using the code. It's not going to work. Nintendo, give us free stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the adventures of Jerry, Morty, and Taika Waititi. First off, I think Gloody is just... There's something adorable about him and the accent and all that. Gloody also just sounds like a nickname for a butt. It does. Why the fuck does Rick have an intern? He just had him go photocopy some non-specific pages, and he's an alien bent on infiltrating the world, infecting it with an app. Rick just has him around for what reason? I love the idea that he could have very clearly, very easily built the app on his own and, like, done whatever his, his like, alien boss wanted him to do, but he's just like, no, 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 like, build the app with me. Don't understand why that happened. Just to make it Jerry's fault. I think... <laughs> He needed someone to name it. I completely believe that that's the reason, but that's so hilarious to me. That the only I, thing you know, he needed I don't know for a fact do. that that's the reason. I wouldn't be surprised. Honestly, it's a pretty big plot hole and I don't care. Yeah, they could have come up with a reason, but oh well. Really, it was, at the end of the day, to make it Jerry's fault. I do wish they had something, some reason. It just occurred to me, we're such fucking Rick and Morty fans. Oh, are, yeah, are we? Yeah. Are we, Toby, no, like, on this podcast? <laughs> are we Rick and Morty fans? Believe it or not, we are. You heard me... it here first, audience, <laughs> on this podcast. 
I don't consider myself a fan. <laughs> I'm a connoisseur. Yeah, now you're talking like a Rick and Morty fan. High IQ and all. I'm the Rick of my friend group. <laughs> like, we're such fucking Rick and Morty fans because we're literally like, oh, like, there's a plot loophole. Like, I don't know about this plot when the episode's literally about, like, Rick taking a shit. <laughs> Listen, we're here to do literary analysis, kind of. Toby, be serious about this shit. Ha. <laughs> hey. I'll give you that one, Brandon. <laughs> you get to live for another day. <laughs> That's my price, is yeah. making one bad joke a day. I'll be immortal. Honestly, Brandon, you've, like, severely been slacking on your bad jokes this episode. Yeah, they've been decent or not there at all so far. <laughs> but none that are good. <laughs> so Morty is completely detached from Jerry. He's very much Rick towards him. And I wonder if Jerry's ever going to call Morty on it. And if so, will Morty respond like Rick? Or, like, will there be a nice moment between them? I mean, maybe I'm bumping on the compa- on the comparison of like Morty to Rick because Morty didn't even bring a gun onto that ship, onto an alien mothership. He has a lot of Jerry in him, but he also has a lot of Rick in him. I also just don't quite believe that he wouldn't use the Love Finders app himself. I figure he was busy trying to stop it and he knew for a fact that it was evil. But so, think about the last episode. Morty steals a death crystal against the advice of Rick, is totally fine using it, and like killing people on this thing's advice, even though Rick said it's a bad idea. Now, in this episode, Rick has said that something's a bad idea, and Morty is completely against it because Rick says there's danger to it. It's very different directions. Well, to be fair, when Rick... Number one, it's very possible he's learned his lesson. Number two... Number two, he doesn't know what sort of app Gloody wants to develop. He just keeps saying no because it says don't on his forehead. And by the time he finds out it's Love Finders, the jig is already up. They're already on the alien mothership at that point when uh, Emperor Palpatine explains that they're... I'm not entirely sure what their plan was. I guess make everyone fall in love so they don't notice they're stealing all the water? I think that was the plan. It was kind of abrupt and also wasn't important. Beth and Summer's story was fairly standard. I did really like the people bursting into the church bit where it's like someone drives in on a motorcycle, then someone bursts in with a forklift, and then someone rides in on a horse. And then somebody uh, lands (laughs) on a air balloon. A hot air balloon. And then Summer tries getting in. She's like, oh, don't. Why would I I leave in this? That bit was very funny. I also, I thought it was pretty funny that like, Summer kept getting soulmates, and then they do something that like mildly annoying, and she'd be like, "I fuck this." <laughs> the first guy she matched with, he was like snoring, and then she got a new match, and she was like, "Bye." <laughs> and then then she got on the the woman who picked her up after hot air ballooning into the church. They got on a plane together, and the woman took off her shoes and like started picking like the lint between her toes, and someone was just like, "Fuck that." To shit. be fair, I would I would also break up with someone yeah. for that. <laughs> So I watch reaction videos, and on one of them, I saw the thumbnail of the people watching being, like, super grossed out. And I'm like, oh, it's probably at the poop scene with the middle finger. And no, it was at the lady picking lint out of her toes. They were, like, horrified by that. They were like, ew, gross with the poop. But they were, like, horrified by the fucking lady picking lint out of her toes. <laughs> they watched a, a 300-foot-tall Rick in the previous episode get stung in the eye by a wasp have wasp maggots falling out of his nose into his mouth, filling up his head, and then exploding out of his face as wasps after they'd eaten his insides. And then you just get to see that shit for 10 more seconds. 
And this was their line. Yeah, apparently. I don't see the problem. I also thought it was a very underrated joke of uh, when Summer and Beth are shouting in the parking lot of the motel, assault, rape, assault, rape, and then somebody just sticks his head out saying, it's a motel. Nobody here nobody here has a life that's going so well that they can afford to get involved in yours. Bye. <laughs> that was really fucking funny. That was yeah. really funny. I, I love assault, rape, assault, rape. Yeah, yeah. I actually, Joseph. When I watched that, I knew, I knew that you would watch that scene and laugh really hard at that. It was a good scene. Wait, okay. There was another joke that made me laugh pretty hard. Just in the beginning, where Summer's like, "Yeah, Rick, Rick's a shy pooper. He has a special place that he goes." And then you hear Rick like, "Oh, fuck you, Summer!" And you see the ship fly off into the distance. Well, also just in the background. That level of exposition so fast. The only show that can get away with that is Rick and Morty. When he has to poop, he has to fly miles. Like, he's an old man. Like, don't old people have poor control over their bladder and bowels? Yeah, he admitted in the first episode. It'll just fall right out of mine, Morty. You're, you're still young. Yours is taut yet malleable. <laughs> yeah, so he holds that shit all the way to the middle of the nowhere. Also, here's one thing that really pissed me off. I know it's a small thing, but he had Glutie pour syrup on his pancakes, and then he just left. He didn't eat them. He didn't touch them. Yeah, he's a fucking intern. He just left. He didn't eat them. <laughs> that is at all. Funny. Looking up to see who wrote this episode now. See if it's one of our favorites. Uh, this episode was written by Michael Waldron. I'm not sure. This may have been his first episode. Yeah, this is. This was his very first episode. That makes sense because honestly, it it felt and and I'm strongly pro this. Like this this felt like a different episode of Rick and Morty. This felt like something I had not seen from the show, just as far as, like, the storyline and the structure. He previously wrote on Harmon Quest and is a ah. writer for the new Loki TV show. Oh, he also wrote a script that was on the blacklist this last year, which I'm really excited for when it gets made. Explain to the audience what that is, you film nerd fuck. <laughs> uh, Alright, tell us how you really feel. For those who are not involved in the film community... We're not in the Gaspar No. Oh. I'm not proud of that, I'm not. Joseph, meet my friend the Rectal Beast. <laughs> for those who are not in the film community, The Blacklist is an annual list of the best unproduced scripts that are out there that might get made, and a lot of them do get made, and they're really great. Our boy, Michael Waldron, had a script on it, which has an amazing title, The Worst Guy of All Time and the Girl Who Came Back in Time to Kill Him. Is this about killing Hitler? I don't know. I haven't read it yet, but it sounds awesome just based on the title. So, Tony, I really like him. I really liked... The, this is Glowfin. It connects the what you have section of your brain to the what you want section of your brain. If, if your he version of heaven is poop, then that's on you. <laughs> That was a that yeah that that was a good joke too. That was a really funny twist. Well, that and but, and uh, also here, the response of you you're able to create a perfectly realized version of heaven in someone's brain, but you can't share a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the part where it got deep and or depressing. Tony is like he's talking about the idea of why. He's a shy pooper, and he says, It's a pointless bid for control. You want to take the one part of life that you truly think is yours, and you want to protect it from a universe that takes whatever it wants. So, he's doing this because he wants to take control over the one part of life he feels is his. So, 
My question is, what is that for Rick? Is it just all of the horrible shit he's seen? I'll be honest, I would be very surprised if it was Diane. Is that her name? Rick's wife? Uh, yes, it's Diane. Uh, at least if we can believe anything we saw in... in Shoney's. <laughs> like, I mean, Rick is certainly traumatized by all he's seen in the universe. And, you know, he uses a whole bunch of poor coping mechanisms from alcoholism to going on extremely dangerous missions with very little purpose. And there, I'm sure there is a part of him that's hoping he will die in the process. But he's not hoping he'll die, but he's so okay with that possibility that he has no reason to avoid it. It's a, w it's a way of killing yourself without actually killing yourself. There's so many Ricks, and an infinite number of them are alive, and an infinite number of, the, of them have died. So, what's the point? What's one more? What's more, one more poop in the sewer? I mean, kinda. Also, wait, hang on. Just a thought about last week's episode that I did not remember. He destroyed the Council of Ricks, so any right. Rick that's left alive is going to be an extremist Rick that wasn't part of the Council. Why were we surprised that they were Nazis? <laughs> well, not every Rick was a part of the Council. A lot of them were just citizens. The Citadel. He destroyed the Citadel of Ricks. But I do see your point in that it makes sense. A lot of the Ricks that are not a part of the Citadel are just either outcasts like wasps and shrimp or fascists. It makes me think of the Donald Glover bit of, oh, why are so many of them this way? Because you killed all the calm ones. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man, why are Jews so uptight? Because you killed all the relaxed ones. <laughs> No, baby, everyone loves the Jews. <laughs> I'm gonna just hop in this cattle car. That just means more Jew pussy for me. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh. Wait, did he say that? Yes. Fuck, that's funny. I forgot about that. Yeah, shout out to Donald Glover. That shit was funny as fuck. Thanks for listening, Don. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't. So my question, I guess, is, is this one big loss that Rick took, or is this just a lifetime of realizing how little control he has, how, how little... If anything matters and how he has to just go through life with the knowledge that nothing he does can or will make a difference <laughs> wow this is fucking hilarious that we're talking about this considering well yes i know the said. subject matter is poop but <laughs> toby is not over it give him a second <laughs> there is some deep stuff here no, that's that's again why I really like this episode because they managed to make a great episode with actually like interesting deep concepts and emotionally resonant tone over shit jokes. Just one big poop joke. You are right. It is a funny dissonance. Yeah, so do you guys think it was a big loss or just a multitude, a lifetime of loss that made him a shy pooper? I think it was a domino effect. It honestly could have been just that, like, normal people, like, everyone's a shy pooper when they're young, or, like, I feel like most people are. But then, like, you have to shit in, like, a public restroom for the hundredth time, and you're over it. But it's Rick, so he could fucking build himself, like, the toilet of all toilets that's a thousand miles or a thousand light years from anyone alive. True, but I also know that there are people who will just not shit outside of their own home. If you're able to keep that going for that long in your life, I salute you, sir and ma'am, but that's not the way I'd like to live. At that point, it sounds like it's genuinely restricting your ability to, like, experience the world. Exactly. I mean, 
It's like when you got to shit. I don't know how anybody avoids taking a shit. It's like when I have to shit, I just do it. An- another Donald Glover bit. Uh, I feel like me and my butt are always on the third date, like we- or the second date. We don't know if it's going to happen yet or not. All right, weird, but okay. I wanted to, I really, really wish I had like a cricket soundtrack at that moment just to make it so much worse. Why? It was funny, and also it's not even no, Brandon's joke, so you're just being mean to Donald Glover, <laughs> you racist. <laughs> oh, that was one of Donald Glover's yes. jokes? He, j- oh, he awesome. said that. Oh, well, I was fucking not paying attention to that shit. <laughs> like, would you guys shit in that toilet, and would you find it any more satisfying than shitting in just a regular toilet? Yes! Of course! What do you Did mean, you of course? That? It's got a view of an alien Grand Canyon. I would have just as much fulfillment watching that beautiful landscape as I would watching while shitting. Also, there was a moment when Rick pees off the edge of the cliff and then goes to take a shit, and I appreciated that as someone who enjoys peeing off of high places. Because, in spite of what I just said, it is really satisfying to watch pee fall from a tall place onto the ground. Joseph, how many times have you tested this out? And rural or urban? And where? I climbed to the top of the tree in my backyard, oh. and I pissed off of it. Were your parents and standing below shouting, get down from here, from there? Yes, they called the fire department, and I pissed on them. <laughs> it's like, what, you guys have hoses, why can't I? So, can you explain that to me? Why would that be better poop? Because it's a poop with a view. Joseph, I'm not saying I'm not saying that like standing next to the toilet and just looking at the view wouldn't be just as good. But imagine but okay, compare uh, sh- taking a shit there to anywhere else you've ever taken a shit in your life. No, it'd be the nicest place I'd ever taken a shit, but that's yeah. like the nicest time you've ever been stabbed. What? <laughs> like Do you wait, 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 wait. Joseph, do you not enjoy poops? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> no, no, okay, fine. Let me rephrase. Joseph, Let me you rephrase. better defend yourself here because if not, we, this this podcast is canceled. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Do you not like taking a shit, Joseph? It's not a good... No, it's like when you have to poop and you release it, yeah, there's this good feeling. But you know what's at, what comes after? The shame <laughs> and the annoyance of having to fucking wipe your ass knowing that no matter how much you wipe, it'll never be clean. What shame? What are you talking about? The shame? Do we need to send you a copy of Everybody Poops? Nobody poops. <laughs> Joseph. I, okay. So Joseph. In, all se- it- in semi-seriousness, I'm being hyperbolic <laughs> with the shame. Joseph, be honest with me. Do you feel... So much shame after you poop that it is the equivalent to you of having been stabbed. Listeners, in defense of, of Joseph, he clogs maybe every fifth toilet he takes a shit it's, in. It's it's a so. problem. It's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> so the shame the shame of this does make sense. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Having considered that, I had a time when I was with a bunch of my friends at uh, at a convention. And we were all standing on my lap, young child. We were all Let me tell you a tale of the days of yore. So we were all staying in this tiny place, and I shit and clogged the toilet. And they were like, "Why didn't you flush in between?" And I'm like, "That was one poop. There was no, there was no in between in which to flush." And you know, so they were mad at me, and I feel really bad because somebody had also had to take a shit really badly, and like I was in there for a while, like. 
for 20 minutes pooping and then 10 minutes thinking, is there a way I can get out of this? Like, there's no, I can't, it's too filthy to reach in there. You didn't text, like, the person you trusted most in the group and just be like, please bring a spoon to the bathroom. (laughs) No, because every single one of them would have fucking outed me. I know. Hey, Joseph, just so you know, I'm sending you the address and number of the Austin Colon and Rectal Clinic. Uh, I thought you were going to say, the like, the Austin Poop Hotline? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, it's a clinic, because what you need requires x-rays. Call 1-800-BIG-POOP. <laughs> you actually, he actually texted me. He actually texted me the address of Austin Colon and Rectal Clinic. <laughs> Leaguer David C. M.D. Your appointment so, is Thursday. Um, be there David or or possibly have stomach cancer. So, Dr. David Flieger, if you get any more business because of us, um, I, uh, you can send the check to me in the mail. Uh, you're welcome. Yeah, you're going to need it for your fucking poo medical bills. <laughs> this is like, what the fuck? Like, here's the thing. I knew before this podcast began, it's going to go some weird places because how can it not? This is an episode about poop. And it's us. Like, I guess we couldn't avoid it. Like, just look at the topic. No, this was this was happening regardless. Just, what, what, what did you expect us to do? Not j- make jokes about this? Not mercilessly roast our friend for having a fucking diseased asshole? It's not diseased. It's, you're just jealous. <laughs> There are only two thumbnails that we can use for this episode. Either a straight-up picture for, of my colon, or the fucking the fucking screenshot of a Skype session that I had with Joseph while he cleaned his toilet in shame after he clogged it. You have a screenshot of that? I took at least, like, seven. <laughs> Alright. I did not know that. This is new information for me. <laughs> I don't know. Do you, anybody have anything deep on Rick and his his great loss? Well, since a uh, bird person died, the only friends that Rick can have are enemies who are his playmates. Yeah, like I don't. It's like he could not, for the life of him, admit that he liked this guy. I love the dude's cavalier attitude, where he's like, "Yeah, I know, I know you like me. Yeah, you, you um, like gonna, you come around, you'll be dead. We're, we're gonna be friends. You're you're gonna be dead." I really appreciated Tony and his attitude and his not quite standing up to Rick, but like his his wisdom, I suppose. That counts as that definitely counts as standing up to Rick, I think. By continuing to use the toilet? Oh hell yeah. How brave, how bold. Also, I- I'm just curious how the how Tony fucking found this toilet, because you know Rick, he probably put it on a fucking foreign planet. Yeah, how did this guy who, like, is an office drone in an isolated place... That's a good point. Like, getting to a planet that's basically alien Hawaii. Maybe he's, like, a traveling salesman and he went... I don't know. Why did he like, go to an abandoned island uh, island planet if he's a traveling salesman? Well, we don't know that it's a... Ban- actually, I mean, I guess there's just Maybe he was trying there. to sell it to someone. I don't know. Well, maybe, like... Eight. Look, I don't know. He could have been, like, a planet surveyor or something... For who? Nobody lives there. Yeah, so he's surveying it for development purposes. Actually, that's not bad. I still think you're wrong, but it's not bad. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I found it. And there's not one, but... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Is this the screenshots from the... (laughs) (laughs) It's Man, I'm sure glad the audience can see this. Uh... 
This is so. This is going as the thumbnail. I am now texting it to both of them. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Why the fuck? The worst part is that my my dumb face is like up in the corner, just laughing like hysterically at you. My dad was very mad at me. <laughs> I, I just can't believe that I called you and you were like, sorry, can't talk, have to unclog this toilet I just clogged. And I'm like, bro, just Skype me. And you're like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> this is entirely Bro, just Skype. First off, you made it sound like way douchier. Just Skype me real quick <laughs> so bro. I can laugh at your pain. <laughs> so let's talk about Globofin, the chemical that oh. makes you see poop heaven. What would your guys' heavens be? An infinite inky black void. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, did you expect me to say anything else? So in all seriousness, I think my version of heaven... I mean, I just... I imagine your version of heaven would be like thousand dogs cuddle you. She got a tiny head, okay? Ghost is sitting right here and says that she knows too. I honestly, I can't think of what heaven would be, which may speak poorly of my mental health, but. (laughs) Dogs, probably. It would definitely involve dogs. It would. Okay, fine. What exists in your uh, Globofan-induced visions of heaven? Because for Jerry, it's being a water cooler delivery man. Which, okay, so (laughs) can we just discuss that for a minute? Yeah, getting into pornographic situations and not doing anything about it. He's got 900 more bottles to deliver before the end of the day. That man is working. Like, if I can just say, like, what the fuck, Jerry? What the fuck? (laughs) That was, that was a really, that was a really good way to call Jerry pathetic. I was strongly on board with that joke. (laughs) Yeah, Jerry's a weird motherfucker. Like, uh, this is hard. I really feel like we need to come up with something because it's a, it's a problem that we can't. I'm glad it's not just a me problem. Okay, uh, f- fine. I have one. So have you guys seen the, the Simpsons episode uh, where Homer goes to hell and he's be- and the, his punishment is to be force-fed donuts until he explodes? <laughs> yes. So my version of heaven is that with sushi, but, like, I can't explode, and I never get uncomfortable. I just get to keep eating sushi like I'm hungry. And then also someone's jerking me off while that happens. (laughs) I feel like... Wait, hang on. Is it a person or is it, like, a fish? It's just, like, it's just, like, a very attractive, like, hand that, like, pops out of the cloud. Just a disembodied hand? Wait, 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 wait. Joseph, why would it be a fish? Well, because he's in a sushi restaurant, obviously. The fish aren't alive in a sushi restaurant. There's people there. Yeah, you know what they're going to do? They're going to hollow out a hand roll and jerk me off with it. Actually, no. I think that would be my version of heaven, too. Like, unlimited food that has zero effect on my body. Okay, so I'm ashamed to admit that I feel the same way. (laughs) Uh, Seriously, is our heaven (laughs) just food? Yeah. Food is amazing. And that's the... What the fuck, us? And that's the (laughs) drama surrounding food, is that, oh, I love eating this, but it's making me fat. Well... Imagine if that goes away and all there is is, oh, I love eating this and I have an infinite supply. You're good. Well, I think I would also just have infinite time to play infinite video games. You could just play video games for 200 hours straight and like not feel tired and always feel great. 
Yeah, and again, I'm aware that that's a little bit sad, but so is the fact that all of us were like, yeah, food, food. Obviously, food is heaven. I stand by that. Yeah, no, I, I'm not ashamed of that at all. I think it's hilarious that you use video games as a coping mechanism to run away from your problems, and you just want to do more of that in heaven. You know what? Fuck you. Don't call me out like this. <laughs> Don't call me out on my fairly unhealthy coping habits. All right, so anybody got any other questions or whatever? I do think we can also bring up the titles for the next three episodes have been announced. All right. The next one is called One Crew Over the Cuckoos, Morty. Uh, <laughs> so fucking lazy. Followed by Claw and Hoarder Special Rictims, Morty. They're really, like, not giving a fuck about the episode titles. They're season. scraping the bottom of the barrel here. Uh, and then the last one is Rattlestar Rick Lactica. That's by far the best one so far, and it's terrible. <laughs> so give me that first one again, and we'll discuss what we think it's about. One f- one crew over the cuckoo's nest, Morty. I actually don't know one flew over the cuckoo's nest. I assume it has something to do with a bird. That actually might be a pretty trippy episode, if because One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest is all about Jack Nicholson going to live in a uh, psych ward. So if they're so we're trying thinking to do, maybe Rick goes and lives in a psych ward. I mean, I don't know how they would do that, but I don't know how they would make a a good episode about Rick pooping. So look at me, I'm pooping too. Come <laughs> on, poop with me. Ah, uh, poop god. Poop with me, Tony. What a fucking weird episode. <laughs> Come poop with me, Tony. Yeah, the voice. Yeah, the voice of God was genuinely amazing. <laughs> it's true. But yeah, I don't know. I think one of these is going to be a Morty's Mind Blowers or a right. interdimensional cable, although probably not doing interdimensional cable. I don't know if they'll do a Morty's Mind Blowers again. I mean, I, like, I wouldn't be mad about it, but yeah, I, I don't know if they'll do that. I don't think they'll use that same framing device, but I think they're going to do something like that. Yeah, I can see that happening. They have plenty of stupid ideas that it wouldn't make a good episode because there's not enough of it, but... Yeah, I mean, a character called Noob Noob made it into the final cut of an episode. Like, think about what's on their, like, cutting floor. (laughs) (laughs) I just remember Dan Harmon's uh, shouting, Do you know how brilliant you have to be to name a character Noob Noob? as a filler, and not change it before you finish the script. So one flew over the cuckoo's nest. I'm not going to say the full name. If it's about a psych ward, then it would probably be Morty would be the main character. So either Rick is, like, something happens to his mind and Morty has to go fix it, or something happens to Morty's mind and we follow him through the, uh, through the mind sanity. (sighs) This is... Here's the problem with doing the podcast late. I run out of energy. All right. Uh, I'll, 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 I can't think all good. I'm not thinking so good, Doc. Brain hurdy. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Um, thank you for listening to The Daily Squanch, our non-daily Rick and Morty podcast. Uh, you can check this, out this episode and more episodes on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, Google Play, and wherever else you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. Have a good one. And come poop with us. <laughs> that would have been amazing if we all filmed this taking a shit this week. My brain went to a similar place, except we just record ourselves taking a shit and we play those sounds at the end so the audience can poop with us. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>